Hello there, folks, and uh, welcome to a special patron unlock. Uh, where you know, if 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 you're not a patron, that's all good. You know, the normal show is free, and that's never going to change. Uh, but this is just to give an idea of what you can get if you do, uh, well give two dollars a month over at patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Um, we have uh, patron choice shows where you can uh, vote on uh, what we discuss, um, but also we have uh, our uh, marathons. So um, at the moment, we're actually going through the Hellraiser se series, much to my uh, chagrin. But here, um, I thought, you know, let's let's um, go back a little bit. So uh, here we've got the first episode of Bastards Get Sparkly, uh, where we take a look at the first Twilight um, if you like the sound of this, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash filmbastards, $2 a month, you get the rest of the Twilight films, uh, like I say we're doing Hellraiser at the moment, um, and then after that we're going to be pivoting back to our Fincher Club, which started last year, and I think we got uh, three or four films in, uh, they're in the Patreon archive as well, um, as well as my Bond shows, so there's actually a lot, like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of extra content uh, on the uh, patron feed um also patrons get the show two days earlier as well so uh getting a little bit more kind of uh current i suppose but um yeah that's it uh i will uh leave off there uh this is twilight and like i say if you like what you hear patreon.com forward slash film bastards please do uh consider supporting the show cheers hello patrons welcome to your new regular replacement for the patron talk giving you more filmy chat and probably just making the regular show have more non-filmy chat when the <laughs> need arises so this is episode one of bastards get sparkly my name's ian loring and as always i'm joined by matt foster hello everybody um becky foster is ill and uh, is not joining us today. But, oh God, I need to up the energy here. Um, it's just, it's very hot. You know, it's Wednesday, the 21st of July. It's currently 31 degrees where I am. And it's hot. But let's not let, let us stop us. So we are covering the Twilight films. Why? We don't know. But we're doing them. <laughs> um, we, genuinely, we genuinely don't have a clue why we're doing this one. Do we? It was kind of just a weird suggestion, wasn't it? Yeah, we thought yeah. nobody spoke about them anymore, so we thought, well, who could speak about them? <laughs> exactly. You know, we're four episodes into Fincher Club, haven't recorded one of them for over half a year, so why not just start a completely different series? <laughs> yeah, it's focused. It's, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, but we're going to be doing. Uh, we think. Well, yeah, we think one of these a week. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. So, two thousand and eight. Eight. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Thirteen fucking years since Twilight came out. That's. I I, I didn't think it was that long. Mm. Uh, it's a franchise that has been done for nearly a decade. Yeah. Like, and that that feels weird, but at the same time, not. Because you look at where Pattinson and Stewart were at the end of that and kind of like the evolution of their careers. And it's like, oh, shit, yeah, it probably has taken that amount of time to get where we are now. You know, um, 
you know, you you so Twilight directed by Catherine Hardwick, um main stars in this one being Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, uh, uh everyone's favorite Cam Gigande. Brilliant. Yeah. Um Rochelle Lefebvre, Eddie Gaffigy, um uh Peter Facinelli, Elizabeth Reese, um and uh you know I think it's fair to say that Anna Kendrick is a bigger part of uh, this one than she is in the later ones. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, you know, 2008, Robert Pattinson, most no- known for being Cedric Diggory in uh, the fourth Harry Potter. Christian Stewart, bit of an up and comer. And this basically kicks off a trend which... I think only really ended when the Divergent films decided not to finish. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, did, you know, did the whole kind of like YA adaptation thing. Um, it really became the thing. Um, and, you know, it launched Kristen Stewart. It launched Jennifer Lawrence. To an extent, it launched Shailene Woodley. Um, she probably backed the wrong horse, but hey. Um, uh, weirdly, uh, weirdly, I'm gonna go slightly off on a, a mild tangent uh, here. I read an interview with um, Shirley and Woodley because I, I find her a fascinating actress, to be honest. Uh, um, in the sense that she's had a really odd career, um, where she's basically come out and said that the, the reason why um, she sort of disappeared and the reason why the Divergent films kind of didn't really work is because she wasn't well. Um, and she said that she's not quite ready to talk about the illness that she had, but it was basically quite a debilitating illness that left her kind of a lot of the time unable to move, <laughs> um, which meant that she couldn't work. And the Divergent films kept on having to get delayed and moved around because she wasn't well, but they didn't want to release it that she wasn't well and all this. Sort of, and she said it just created this really weird, like, 10-year period in her life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it just it's odd that... So what was it? They was it they released like part one of the third book, but then never released part two. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's crazy. I and I know. I mean, fair enough. But it's like, you know, if if those films have been making money, they would have made it work. Oh yeah. It, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I saw the first two. I never saw the third one. And it, you know. Then again, I've, I've I've never seen Mockingjay Part Two from the Hunger Games. You know, and I I like the first couple of Hunger Games films which never got around to it so but this is the thing Twilight is the one that really just seemed to capture the attention from from start to finish um and you know I I think it's because it's quite a short and sharp shock really um you know it's five films um over six Four years. shut the front door uh what, eight, this one came out in 2008 and the last one came out in 2012 oh okay yeah cool 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 so 8 9 10 11 12 so just a hell of a production line especially when you consider the first three were directed by different filmmakers um so if you can hear that kiki is barking at something outside um and yeah i mean this film is fucking nuts mm. Mm. It, it is the work of a filmmaker who is like 
I get the material. This is it. And while there are some good decisions, there are also some what the fuck are they playing at decisions, which I think at times for me, especially like in the first half during their kind of initial courtship really threatens to sink it. Um, The whole relationship between the two, I do not get why Bella would ever give Edward the time of day. Apart from just like, I want to fuck the vampire boy. That literally is it, I think, isn't it? Mm. It is. It is that. It is just. I don't care. Like it's like it's like he basically looks at her like in in a weird way, and we we get it. It's the teeth thing. It's all that. And it, it's supposed to be like it's supposed to signify, you know, the fact that it's his version of getting a fucking boner. Uh, but then he ignores her for like a week. Then he's just shitty to her, just rude to her. Um, and then basically tells her repeatedly to just go away and not come near him. And she just keeps on going, nah, I'm still gonna. Um, which is, you know, and, and part of that is one of my one of my absolute favourite bits of the movie. Uh, encapsulates that, that brilliantly. Um, which is after the whole, after the car sequence bit. Um, and they're at the hospital, um, and he, he he says about the um, you know about stopping the door and everything like that, and says, oh, you know, it was just you know you've got a knock on the head and everything like this. Yeah. Um, and he, he sort of says to her, and she goes, oh, okay, okay, and he just goes, you're not going to drop this, are you? And she just goes, nope. <laughs> and it, it's a it's one of the few like little genuinely brilliant moments in the film that kind of is them being playful with each other. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's 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 it, and it's like you say, playful. Because like when they get together, it's just immediately incredibly earnest and just like full of kind of like longing. And it's not like their relationship is not fun. No, it's not. <laughs> it, it, it's really, really not. It's just they they. You, like you say, you get together and you just go, they just don't seem like they're right for each other. Um, and then it's like immediately just shit goes down fucking hill. They haven't had any time to actually forge any kind of, you know, actual fucking feelings for each other beyond they might want to burn to, you know, oh, she's part of our family and everyone's favourite wants to fucking kill her. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it um most odd and the whole like the smell of her blood thing <laughs> which never really comes up again. It it's and I, I don't know, that almost feels like that's like a choice made by Hardwick as much as anything. And I don't know whether it is or not, but it just it feels like she was ch- she was really wanting to make it her own and be distinctive and whatnot. And then she's fucked off it right after the after this one you know it, it, i mean it's it, it's even little things it's like the transition to the credits at the end yeah. is fucking weird 
It, it is. It, it, but like you said, there's so many oddities to it. The transition of the score is odd. Mm. It's quite, it's it's like soft kind of orchestral. It's kind of Burnwell who does that, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's quite kind of like softly orchestrate sort of like to start off with. And then the minute they get together, it becomes quite kind of, um, it's it's quite guitar heavy. Yeah. And it's like, it, it is like they have two scores. And we're like, don't know which one to use here. And they've gone, we'll, we'll use both. Mm. And it's like, but, but it feels odd now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, um, I, I don't know. It just, it, it feels both like it's been it's being messed with, but also no, it's just Catherine Hardwick is maybe not a great director. Um, I mean, yeah, she's not. Uh, is the answer there? Um, she gained a lot of notoriety. Um, for thirteen. Um, which is like one of the most fucking flash in the pan kind of award season things you'll you'll ever get like i think she got maybe got a screenplay nomination for that with nikki reed and then like that that film does not exist no it it, it doesn't um and um being honest it's have you and i'm guessing you've seen 13 but like but back in the day dude yeah, i can tell you a thing about it for a long long time i rewatched it with isabel a couple of years ago um and Isabel turned round to me and just said, this is a bit crap, isn't it? And I was like, sure. yeah, I thought this was better, to be honest. I remember, it, I remember it being better. And I think it maybe was very good in 2003 when it came out. But when it, then when you go back and look at it, it just doesn't have any of the weight that you thought it had. It, it's, it's more interesting that it was written by a young actress than it is actually the film going on. It's just something like, for instance, um, Bully, uh, the, um, oh God, what's his name? The Larry Clark film mm. from, I, I, I think, maybe a couple of years before, around the same time, is a lot more interesting and, and holds up a lot more nowadays. I mean, Larry Clark's films always have an ickiness to them, but it's, a, it's an intentional ickiness. Yeah. Whereas 13 kind of straddles around the idea of ickiness, but never quite gets icky, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. But it's trying to deal with quite icky um, sort of themes and everything like that. And then she shit the bed with Lords of Dogtown, that should have been a great movie, but, but wasn't, and then did the nativity story. And then you know, got got Twilight, I think, because um, she was actually chosen, hand-picked by um, Stephanie Mayer, the writer. Yeah. I think she hand-picked her to do the the movie, um, Twilight, and then they quickly sort of moved her along for somebody who was a little bit more, more studio-friendly, it would appear. Yeah, and I mean, it, it seems like Stephanie Mayer wasn't quite as bad as E.L. James was in terms of controlling with the, with the, the Fifty Shades films. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, it seems like they, they gave them a fair amount of rope. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting because Chris and Stuart Robert Pattinson, obviously, they were basically kind of getting together while this film was being made. Um, and I, I think if it wasn't for them, I kind of wonder how much like whether this might have petered out like these other franchises we mentioned earlier on. Um, 
it, it just they've got they've got great chemistry. Like the 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 fuck like the Christian Stewart, I want him kind of thing works better than it better than it should. And I still I, I don't think it necessarily works that well, but it works better than it should because like when they do finally start making out and stuff like that, it is just like, yeah, go on, you you guys fucking go for it. You know, you there is that kind of that there is a heat there. Um, but then 20 minutes later, you've got vampires playing baseball while supermassive black hole plays, and it's like, yeah. what am I watching? It's like, it's like, oh, we can only play baseball when it's thundering. Why? Oh, because because we hit the ball that hard that it makes a thunderous noise. Well, they don't even time it with the thunder. It, it it's such. I mean, it. I, right. I'm going to say something that, that's going to sound really bad, but it just it seems like it's based around pretty crap material. Um, but I haven't read the Twilight books, and the Twilight books aren't written for me to read, so that's a little bit. It feels like I'm being sniffy, and, and, and I am not. You know, if if there is anybody out there, you know, just, I mean, patrons will know this because they listen to it. If there's anyone who admires trash more than me, then I'd love to be able to find them. Um, but it, it's, I mean, that sequence is so odd, except it finally gives that, is it, is it Jasper? It finally gives oh, him a personality because so far in it, he's been very odd in the sense that he's had such a weird face. And they, they do say that like, he's kind of just getting used to the, to the vampire transition himself. Yeah. But he looks like he's scared and worried that the next step is going to result in him shitting himself. <laughs> he, he genuinely does. He, he, he also looks like his, his entire face is infected with electrons. That means that if he moves any of it independently, he gets a small electric shock. So he just doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Weirdly, weirdly, he's incredibly charismatic with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. No. Quite. Yeah. But and the thing is, he's paired with Ashley Green, who is quite full of life. She's quite yeah. spunky, you know. She's like, I'd quite like her. Mm. What the fuck is going on with your boyfriend? You know. And then you got Kellen Lutz and Nikki Reed, who basically just are in the background. Mm. It. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's um, it, it's a very, very odd experience. Even taken away from like the who it was like kind of aimed at and whatnot. Just watching it on its own, it, it's just this odd bit of work that for every great side performance from Billy Burke, you've got an awful side performance from Jackson Rathbone. You know, for every great bit of um, like chemistry between Bella and Edward, you've got um, fucking vampire baseball. Yeah. Oh, the the oddness. I, I I forgot so much of this movie. It was clear. Same, same. Yeah. So when uh, Anna Kendrick turned up, I was like, "Fucking, is Anna Kendrick in this?" And Bex looks at me and like, "Are you sure you seen this?" It's like, "Yeah, I, I have." And then she's like, "The best scene." Oh. Is this the one with the baseball? And I was like, I, I think it might be. And then everyone's favourite turned up, and I pointed at the screen. And then um, when he went and became all sparkly, it hit me. I was like, Oh, I forgot about the sparkly. 
and yeah, it was. And then him fucking running around with her on the back on his back. It is just that effect why, is incredible. Why, when he's explaining essentially being a vampire and being the perfect killer, is he just bouncing around trees? It's such an an odd way to frame that. It's like, right, could you stop, stand still, and just get on with the point? I mean, that's the thing. It's it. It, that's bad direction, you know, it and it, it, it's almost because before that has been the whole kind of like, you're ice cold, you never eat, blah, 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 you know, and that whole, tell me what I am, say <laughs> it, you know, and, and, you know, that scene that goes on for fucking ages, and then it's like, right, we've got more exposition, but we probably need to keep things moving. I know, let's have them physically move. How are we going to do that? Even get on our back and he can <laughs> run against the green screen. We'll make it work. You know, it's not, even, it's not even run. It literally is. They went right, jump on his back. Right now, stay there. And then the tech team literally just started, just fucking, just selected that and just dragged it across the fucking screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can we, can we like put like a wheelie motion on his legs? Yes, we can. <laughs> it, yeah, just bizarre. Um, I also so <laughs> big fan of that scene where um, Bella and her dad uh, in the diner and then that guy just fucking comes in and says, you remember me, don't you? I, you know, I, I was Santa Claus once. And it's just this weird, like, non sequitur. It's like, what the fuck was that about? And it's like, oh, OK, because then he's going to get murdered later on. It needs to, like, have some emotional bond. And it's like. But it's almost like they forgot to film the bit where she meets him. And so they just had to get them back for like two hours of reshoots, which they just wrote on the day. And he's just like, and they're just like, right, just interrupt them and improv. Yeah. But there's also the, 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 just, the just terribleness of, right, you have to get, you, have, you know, I, 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 you have to leave. You have to, we have to get out of there. Well, I'm going to tell my dad. Oh, you'll have to just tell him, just tell him anything. You'll have to, well, I can't let him down. I, I can't hurt him. Well, you're going to have to. I mean, she could literally just turn her down. Look, I've had a really big fight with Edward. I just need to see my mum. And the dad will probably go, okay, that's, that, that, that's fine. But no, she has to basically fucking chew the poor guy out. Yeah. <laughs> and just fucking, just be an absolute shit to him. It's like, I'm sure you could have just, you could have handled that better, Bella. Like Charlie Swan is like through these films as far as i can remember them it's just one of the most put upon people where it's like right what are you doing now bella right you're with a wolf boy now are you all right, all right then yeah yeah okay what, what are you doing now bella you're getting married what to him yeah, yeah all right that it, it, it's like he's afraid to say no or something I, it just it's um god i mean the, the, it literally films, the most weekend dada performances <laughs> Yeah, but he's also like, yeah, that's the thing. He's just like, well, you know, they're just going to do it anyway. Fucking let them go ahead. But at the same time, he does seem really caring. He's like, yeah, I wish that was my dad. Yeah, but, uh, yeah he has a great scene where he comes in to see her in the, the hospital and he's pointing at the kid who, to be oh, honest, has just slid on some ice. Uh, yeah. And he's pointing him going, 
you, I will talk to you later. And he's like, look, I'm really, I'm really sorry. He's like, don't, you're losing your license. And he just keeps on pointing at him to the point of where he just shuts the curtain on him. And then I was listening to a podcast the other day uh, about Twilight. So I, I won't, I won't say this is original thought, but then in comes Peter Facinelli looking like he's going to murder everyone. <laughs> looking like, looking like the fucking palest human that's ever existed. And also as well, when did he train to be a doctor? He must have trained in like the 1500s to be a doctor. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't that, know. That, every time he goes to a thing, he just goes in and goes, what, what, what are you doing, Doc? He's like, oh, I've just brought the box of leeches. Cancer's gone. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it's I, it's I, something. I, but I also do like the fact that they're trying to make some up for dinner for her. <laughs> and they're all being really just quite nice. <laughs> and making her something Italian because they think she might be Italian. Yeah, that's good. It almost feels a little bit just almost quite sweet. That And that's the thing. Have more of that. Have more of the playful like we were talking about earlier on. You know, it, it's... And again, it's made for the audience. It's made for. It's earnest as fuck, and it's kind of like the whole kind of like teenage longing thing as fuck. And I think Hardwick does capture that aspect okay it's just when it's it's just robert pattinson looking at her like he's about to throw up like that's not the way no it's the problem is it it does seem like um an adult's idea of what teenage angst looks like rather than actual teenage (laughs) angst sure sure um because it, it, it's it, the, the problem is it, it, it's hard to do teenage angst um, or write teenage angst when you're an adult because you, it, you've got to make everything seem like it actually has some kind of weight. Whereas teenage angst largely doesn't. It is literally just angst. It's just kind of being frustrated and angry at existence because that's what being a teenager is. You know, it's 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 everything that's going on. So that's why sometimes it it never quite twinges it never quite hits the right spots and i think you get a lot of that within twilight yeah yeah quite quite um the next ones are going to be a lot more fun the next one's longer but the next one does have michael sheen oh it does doesn't it is the next one clips oh it's new moon new moon moon. yeah the one where uh edward's gonna basically kill himself by revealing him self to be sparkly in italy for some reason yeah you've got who else is in it there's michael sheen oh yeah and dakota fanning dakota fanning's the like one of the other italian vampires and it's very very jacob and bella yeah yeah it's, it, it, it's the it's the jacob one this one isn't it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool Okay, so that was episode one of The Bastards Get Sparkly, and we will be back uh, next week to talk about New Moon.